Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. I land, someone's going to sleep, so I just got to land, just take my time and wait to land. Ladies and gentlemen, how about it? Phil Hawes. And that's it. The violent Bob Ross by TKO in round three. Whoever I need to get in the title picture, that's all I want. I don't care who it is. Ladies and gentlemen, Luis Pena. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's <laughs> dangerous. I should have made we're out of here. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. I had to take off my old man glasses. Not that anybody gives a shit what I look like. Uh, I'm not exactly a looker. You know, I blink too much. I'm uncomfortable and my head is fat. Nobody tunes in to to look at tall drink of water, Jim Norton. However, I didn't want my fucking old man glasses on. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Um, Brief, uh, a bit of news to start, non-UFC related. Rush Limbaugh died today. So uh, RIP, whether people loved him or hated him, he was really good at his job. Um, I was never a huge fan, but I, I still respect what he did. What's that? I'm sorry, Jimmy. I was going to say, I, I think he's before a lot of people's time. Do they know who he is? A lot of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, he was popular in like the 80s or 90s, right? Was it 90s? He was, but I mean, people, and again, I never listened to his show. I, I just know to stay that big on terrestrial radio for that long is very difficult to do. How old was he? 70. Wow, Jimmy. You know Not what crazy. I feel I'm stuck in time. Yeah. I feel like I'm still a kid. I'm, I'm going to, in four years, I'll be 50, Jimmy. Yeah. That, oh, I, Wait, hold on. What? Oh. Um, wait, let me take that back. Not that 50s. No, there's nothing wrong with that, being 50. I, I'm trying to say me as being oh. a man's child. Because I just realized my very, very good friend sure. is like 50. Oh, I thought you were commenting on the fact that we. I, I was only casually mentally mentioning that Rush Limbaugh died. And for some reason now it's, hey, lucky I'm only 46. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's always weird, though, when it's a guy who you've known about, like whether you liked him or not or listened to him or not. It's always weird when a famous person die. Like, I don't know why that is. We, we think like Alex Trebek from Jeopardy, like these, these guys that die that are really famous. You're like, I don't know why the fuck I didn't think famous people were going to die. But it's always a weird effect when somebody that big dies. But you know what it is? Like with a Rush Limbaugh, I remember him. Like the yeah. last time I think I seen him was how many? 20 years ago. So I'm picturing him being 
like just like around my age now, like 50 or something, like 46 or something like that. Yeah. In his 40s, I, that's when I remember him. That's when he was at his popular, his pop, his peak of his popularity, probably around my age now. So yeah. like that's how I picture him. So when you're telling me the guy's 70, I'm like, yeah, I don't even, that means it just shows you. Like shit, man! I'm stuck in a time warp. Well, I mean, the guy hasn't been in the public though, in the eye, for a while. I guess he still had he still had the radio show. Um, and again, I, I never listened to the show, but just being aware of somebody yeah. for so long, and whenever somebody announced that they they have a terminal illness, like cancer or something, I always pay attention because I'm like, all right, when, when a guy has so much money, like Steve Jobs when he was sick. Like when you think, fuck, these guys have the money to fix this. And then you realize like, man, it doesn't matter how much money you have, how big you are in your industry. Like when you get something like that, you're just as fucked as anybody else. Like it just, none of that stuff can save you. Um, especially with Steve Jobs, who was in his fifties. Like, yeah, uh, it always just, I don't know. It always just makes me feel really mortal he and small. He was in his fifties? 56. I think he was 56. Yeah. Wow. That's really, I didn't know. I didn't realize he was so young. Yeah. And, well, and Larry King was a bit older, but. Larry yeah, King. Larry King was 85, I think. He was old. He had his wits about him, though, because I remember seeing him doing his talk show. He yeah. His talk show after his main thing that was on CNN forever. And yeah. Like, he would talk about the one thing that scares him is death and dying and and not being, um, what was he saying exactly? He, he was, he was, he, he was, uh, you know, concerned about it. I guess the older you get, the more concerned you probably, sure. when you're so young and carefree, you don't, He's not like too old. Well, yeah, no, but when you see somebody waving you over and you're like, oh, is that my friend? Oh, it's the Grim Reaper. Yeah, of course. We all, we all start fucking panicking. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, Larry King. I interviewed Larry King a few times. Uh, he would be at our show. He was a really fascinating guy. I love talking to like older guests like that because they don't give a shit. They'll talk about anything. They're not afraid of saying the wrong thing. You know, anybody over 60 doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's why Longo doesn't give a fuck. Yep. Uh, yeah, how many times did he get married, Larry King? I think eight, which really makes him even more of a hero. Yep, I believe eight times. It's weird with that whole thing. It's not like money makes that any easier either. No. I got all the money now, I'll be financially set, and I'll just live happily ever after, you know? You have to have a good chemistry. You do. And they're good. You have to be very compatible. And you have to grow together, Jimmy. I think a lot of people get together young, and as as they get older, they're like, ah! Had enough of you. Yeah. And you got to have a will because like there's always family members like with when Prince died or now that, uh, you know, Larry, I'm just reading before Larry King's widow and his estranged son are fighting over the money. I'm actually talking to an estate lawyer soon just to have a will. I want to have a will like for my family. First of all, I don't want any. First, I want to say I would be devastated if anything ever happened. To you, I would well, be thank you. absolutely would I. devastated, and I would have a hard time accepting anything you leave for me. I mean, I've been in your apartment. I know. I'm just saying, you yep. think of your family. I know you think of me as family, but I would like you to think of your literally your blood family before me, because I know you. You know, I mean, listen. Well, I have a little something put aside for you. I, I don't know if you. I'll tell you what it is. I know. Are you going to tell me? You're making a surprise when I go. Many many years ago, Reed Harris gave me a pair of signed Chuck Liddell shorts and I am going to leave them to you because you're an MMA guy. You love the UFC. This is a piece of UFC history and I am going to leave that to you, my friend. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I, I mean, come on. I mean, I stepped in your apartment. You know? I have some. Okay. How about this? 
I used to get gloves signed. I don't need more, but I would never sell them. They're always for me, but I will leave them to people I care about. I have something that I know you don't have, and I would like to leave it for you. You have something what, besides the shorts that Chuck Liddell signed? Sure. I can call yeah. Chuck Liddell. I go, Chuck Liddell, sign me a pair of shorts. I'm okay. asking you know, a good friend. I, I don't Maybe need, that's not as good. I don't need that. What, we, what do you have? I can leave for you a signed Vanderlei Silva glove or Benson Henderson well, or JDS. You have all those things? I have a bunch of them from years ago, from years ago, yeah. But I, I just collect them. I don't, I don't sell them. They were, most of them were made out to gym, so you might have to cover that if you display them. You know what? Better yet, I can always use another Oculus Quest too. Just leave me that and, and keep all your That's spoken for. That's spoken for. The Oculus Quest 2 is spoken for. <laughs> Sam Robbins? What are we doing? No, it would never fit over his giant head. No, you'd have to... Fucking Sam's head is like this. He's like, he's like a fucking alien. You'd have, to, you'd have, to, have to get an attachment or an extension. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. style man yes he does hey buddy how are you trying i'm trying i appreciate that what's up how's it going how are you are you are you in vegas already yes sir actually i got into uh vegas last night uh, around four in the evening and uh it's been chilling man the the quarantine is the worst part that the first night of quarantine they didn't let us go to the grocery store or anything so you just kind of had to order food and everything you got a video game system you bring with you or you're not a video game guy i brought the playstation this time oh. very good very good. I bring that Oculus Quest too. I put that right in my 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 uh, my uh, carry on, and I'm telling you, man, I was in Abu Dhabi fight playing that shit, Merkin fools. I was in fucking Vegas, loving it. I went to uh, I went home to Arkansas for uh, Thanksgiving and, and Christmas this year, and my old my original coach had the Oculus too uh, at the gym, and he let me play like the boxing game. Dog the. Uh, the the advancement in technology, like the way he reacted to faints and like I could set set traps up and everything. That was so cool to me. Got Jimmy, you should get thrill of the fight, Jimmy. I, I do. I have That's one it. of the that fight ones. I might have uh I might have Creed. I might have gotten that one. Um Creed was really good too. I need a little bit more room to do it. Like I, th- this is what I am. I, I, I do the fucking the, the, the one where you sit there and you punch the beach balls coming at you. Like that's my exercise. But the, uh, the boxy one I sucked at, it made me dizzy. The next thing I know I'm in the audience and you have to push the button <laughs> to move forward to come back in. I was terrible at boxing. I can't fight for shit. 
No, that that one got me too. Uh, was really was really funny though. Is um you, the way the thrill the I think the thrill I think it was thrill the fight because the way you had to like start the fight you had to go like step on the scale. Yeah. My dog went oh. to like step up on the scale and like I did the whole flex and everything. It was it was cool. It was, I thought I loved it. I'll get that one because the Creed one I have is good, but I just need a little bit more room to because uh, the Oculus has like that weird virtual fence around you. So if you move too close, the fence shows up and it just kills the vibe of what you're doing. Got it out. Yo, Lewis, I feel like we haven't seen you in a while. Like, where you, what's, what's been going on with you? It's, it has been a while. Um, I My last fight was June uh, last year. So, I mean, it's been a solid eight months, I believe, like almost um a week away from exactly eight months and unfortunately you know i had the i had to deal with the uh, marijuana suspension from uh my last fight and then uh that was up in november and i was immediately trying like from the i would say from september to uh november from the time i was going to be done with the suspension i was trying to get my managers to book something or to you know get something with the ufc and we just couldn't make anything happen between now and between then and now and um it's gotten to the point where you know i've just been training and waiting and waiting and then uh abe called me up last week and asked me if i wanted to take this fight i said let's do it were you training oh just a week ago wow yeah were you already in shape uh, I've, I've been training the entire time. I've been training for eight months. You know what I mean? Uh, I went, when I went and did my physical and, uh, the doctor, you know, took all my vitals and everything. He was like, wow, I've, I, I haven't seen anyone with vitals like this in a long time. I mean, when it comes to weight, they, he called me, I was like 170, I'm 164 right now, you know, it, and I'm not hurting or anything. So I feel great. You, I, I've honestly, I even made a tweet a few weeks ago. I told the UFC, all I need is two weeks notice. Really? At, the, at this point, or at that point, all I needed was two weeks' notice. I I knew I'd put in the work. I know I put in the work of a camp without it actually being a camp. So you must have been happy to get that call. I mean, it's got it's got to be nice, especially after the suspension. And you must be, how, dude, how nice is it that they fucking, they changed the rules on that now so that won't happen again? I mean, it never should have happened to begin with. They shouldn't have cared if guys were doing that. I mean, it is what it is, and it's an unfortunate um circumstance but at the end of the day i'm just glad that i don't have to deal with it anymore you know uh, and I'm, I'm just glad to be to uh to be out of the suspension but it was also kind of cool i got to be a little bit of like an advocate for uh um cannabis and everything during that time and, and I, I got a lot of uh publicity from it so it is what it is you know roll with the See- punches Okay, I was maybe Matt, maybe you'll know this too, because I I I don't drink or I don't get high. Like I quit all that when I was very young. Is, is CBD oil is that bad to take if you don't smoke? Like, is there any like uh, drug in that, or is that just something that's uh, medicinal? No, CBD is completely non psychoactive, so you won't feel any effect, like any high effect. What's it do? Uh, it's supposedly. Um, it pretty much provides all of the medical properties that man, uh, cannabis and marijuana do without any of the psychoactive effects. So it's like essentially being able to get all of the benefits of using marijuana without actually using marijuana. Okay. Without the actual high. Okay. So it's good for you, Jimmy, but it's not good for me. No, I know, but it's, it's like drinking coffee. That's decaf. It sucks, but you do it. <laughs> It's like drinking uh, O'Doul's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like having a fucking O'Doul's. <laughs> I want the psychoactive shit, and then I want to roll for an hour. That's what I do. You know what I mean, Jimmy? Yeah, of course. 
maybe murk a couple of fools in VR. I like to have a good time. Hey, speaking of having a good time, every time I think of you, uh, Lewis, I think of a clip they showed before you fight, but it's a clip before they show you backstage and you're fucking vibing out. And I'm, it's not there. I'm not going to do it. Well, you should do it because I don't, I don't know the clip you, you mean. You were fucking doing something where you were fucking li- You were vibing to the music before your fight. And when I saw you doing that, I just started shaking my... I was feeling it. <laughs> I was feeling the energy. Jimmy, you yeah. got to see this clip. I'm going to find it on his Instagram. I hope you have it somewhere on your Instagram. It's on my Instagram. I think it's on the UFC's Instagram, too. They got like they they love to that stuff. I don't know why. I'm going to find it. We're going to find it, and we're going to play it with us talking about it right now. Okay, the producer will find it. It doesn't look like he's about to fight. It looks like he's in the club, and he's just fucking... I just I I have such a, a good time with what I do. You know what I mean? Um, like I I this year for Thanksgiving. I, I mean I can't lie, um, Matt. I'm sure you know what it, what it's like when you not even the suspension, but just having such a long layoff from fighting. They talk about you know the depression you go through as a prize fighter, the ups and downs. You know, you go through this huge, huge high of the fight and you go through all these downs because you're not doing anything. You don't feel like you're you're worth anything or anything like that without a fight or without, you know, training for anything. And um, I was kind of going through that going into Thanksgiving. And I, I don't know what it was, but I kind of reminded myself that, like, I need to be thankful that I'm in a position where, like, at any moment, the UFC could call me at any moment. You know, I can fix all of this with my own bare hands nothing stay away with it yeah not having something to do like it's been really hard i haven't done stand-up in almost a year it's really difficult the only thing that makes it tolerable is the fact that i know other people aren't doing it like when you know that the majority of people are kind of in the same boat there is a comfort in that because you don't feel like the world is passing you by but if everybody else is active and you're not active then you're like fuck man the whole world is moving and i'm standing here kind of stuck in the mud and see that's that was kind of what i was going through um watching all these guys take fights, watching all these fights and just watching everybody, you know, oh, jump on a card right then. There's a fight dropout. I'm going to jump in, you know, all that kind of stuff. Cause that's the kind of stuff that I live for. That's what I do. You know, I wouldn't have took this fight on 10 days notice if I wasn't that kind of guy. So it was like just seeing those opportunities, not like there weren't even a possibility for me. It was just, it was really uh, just hard to get through. Probably chomping at the bit to get yeah. back in there. Exactly, man. It's, I'm, I'm, I was, I was chomping at the bit. You know, it's like that's the first time I'd ever been finished, in my opinion. And I mean, no offense to any of the dudes I've, I've fought that beat me, but it was like my first, like, legitimate, like, damn, I actually lost that. So it's, and, and then I, I took a little, a little while to kind of lick my wounds, sulk, all that kind of stuff. But then afterwards, man, um, all my coaches, they've been saying nothing but great things. You know, they, they told me my, my mentality my approach to training, everything has been there since that, that, uh, since coming back from, from all that. And I'm just excited to be able to show everybody, you know, um, a completely free violent Bob Ross, like nothing on my mind. Only thing is that I'm, I'm here for is go is just go out there and do my thing. Show y'all put on a performance. You talked about, uh, that was the first time you really felt like you lost. Like that was the first one that you're like, yeah, this guy actually really beat me. When you lose like a split decision to uh, Matt Travola or, or, or a fight like this, which is easier for you to mentally recover from? Even though they both suck, which is an easier one for you to kind of bounce back from in, in your head? Man, I can't lie. Like that night, it felt really bad. But going back and watching the fight and everything afterwards, I was it was really easy to get over that. 
like it was one of those things like oh man i won them but they took it away from me so i can't do nothing about it but at the end of the day you know i think those are they, they were great lessons for me you know what i mean uh the frivola fight the trusano fight commas fight they were all uh, really good lessons for me i learned a lot about myself and a lot about my own approach to things and and the things i need to change between not not just like as far as like technique and on the physical side of things but just like on the mental side do you like not having a huge buildup? Like, like the idea, and again, I know having a full camp is a huge advantage for a lot of reasons, but, but again, just mentally, do you like the idea? Some guys like being called two weeks before a fight or 10 days before a fight, because there's no time to think about it. You just show up. And the next thing you know, you're fighting. Uh, do you like that better? Or do you prefer the full camp? 100%. I, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong with a full camp. You got all the time to prepare for that specific guy and all this other stuff. But in this particular situation with Dracar Close, especially, it was it was no it was a no brainer for me because I've been watching Dracar for a while. I actually we I he, he it might not be history to him, but it's history to me because I actually cornered against him uh, for one of my best friends before either of one of us was in the UFC. And I wasn't really impressed by the performance and I thought it was kind of bullshit the way he won. So I've been kind of watching him the whole time since then. And then once he got in the UFC and I got in the UFC and we kind of slowly started making these same kind of movements, I, I, I figured this fight would, would happen. So I've been watching and preparing for having to fight this dude for, you know, in, my, in the back of my mind for a while. But as far as like having just two, like a 10 days to worry about it, that's great because there's no anxiety. You know what I mean? Well, he's going to be, he's coming off that tough, that tough loss to uh, Benil Darush and, uh, and a fight that he actually had Benil rock too. Yeah, that it was, was a great hell of a, hell of, hell, of, hell of a fight where you didn't see that coming when you saw that. So he's going to be having something to prove too. So that's really exciting when you have two guys coming, yeah. off, a, coming off a tough night. Cause I know as a guy that's in there and I've been on, I know what you're talking about when, what uh, uh, Lewis, when you're saying it's a different feeling when it's actually, all right, there's it's it's cutting like you know cut and dry like I I lost this fight there's no ins ands or buts yeah where it's a big difference between that feeling that and then feeling a fight where it's like ah man this guy didn't do shit to me that was you know what I mean where it's like when you have a fight where it's close and it's like I I yeah. kind of, you know so you don't feel like you were bested so when you know you were bested the best thing to get that they get that to get that feeling away is to go best someone else to go beat someone else's ass. You know what I mean? Because I know what it's like to have been stopped, man. I had to, you know, fucking need by GSP. Fucking it, the best feeling is to go beat up somebody else. Exactly. And that's what I plan on doing this Saturday. You know, uh, just like you said, we're both coming off of off tough losses, um, both coming off long layoffs. He's actually, I think, Drakkar is coming. He's like more like two weeks away from it being a year layoff for him. So... It's going to be a whole, you know, I, I think this is a, a got fight of the night written all over just because of the way we're both probably going to be coming into this. The approach we're probably going to be both taking. Like, I know neither one of us wants to, to take a step backwards and uh, no one wants to go. You know, I think this would be the first time either of us would take two losses in a row and no one wants to do that in their career. You know, there's, this isn't going to be a. a pitter patter kind of fight no and the, and the division itself is so it's such a good division what, what do you think of what's going on uh at the top now not knowing what they're going to do with the belt and, and do you have any theories as to what they're going to do or what do you think they should do to kind of resolve this i mean 
from a from my own standpoint as an athlete, you know, obviously you want to see it. Um, you want to see kind of a meritoc- meritocracy, you know what I mean? Um, where, in my opinion, the the fight to make for the belt would be Doe Bronx and Dustin, based off of what both of them have done. But this is an entertainment, you know. Uh, they're in the entertainment business. You know what I mean? Like it's all about who can draw the most. So, I, I mean, if we're going to be real, I would actually like to see Habib versus Michael Chandler because if I think fights. Yeah. It'd be a great fight. I think that one, if, if of all the title fights they could make right now, I think that has the best storyline going into it with Michael Chandler being like the longtime Bellator guy. The only, the only caveat is that Michael Chandler didn't have the belt when he came over. So it can't be like, you know, pseudo champ versus champ. Right. But it's like this whole Michael Chandler was like the kingpin of the lightweight division in Bellator, if not the entire face of Bellator, his entire run with the company. Um, And for Habib to be kind of like that version uh, over here, especially with them having very similar styles, although Chandler probably has the better, uh, the more dynamic striking. I think the the storyline you could make for that, this whole like company versus company type thing, would be really impre- Would be really really uh, interesting. It'd be like the old school WCW invasion in the WWE. Yeah. <laughs> I- I like the idea of a meritocracy too, though. Like again, Chandler is, is a great fighter and, and what he did to Dan Hooker nobody saw. I mean, you know, that was just an incredible win, but I still don't want to see him get a tight, a shot at the time. I say one more fight first. Cause this guy's there who been around for waiting. No, I, and I could agree with that, Jim. I'm just saying for my own like matchmaking as a position, fan. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. You like that pro wrestling Lewis? I see you did that reference. Dog, I love pro wrestling. <laughs> you do. If I, I, uh, I used to fought like I followed it. I would say all the way up until uh, Brock Lesnar's transition to the UFC. I was like a huge diehard fan, and then at this point, I just kind of follow it. Like I know what's going on, and I'll catch episodes of AEW with King Mo every now and then. But I, I, I mean, there's nothing like the the old school Attitude Era and the ruthless aggression era, in my opinion. Yeah, I find that interesting when, when guys, I liked it as a kid too a little bit, but I like Jimmy's uh, co-host of his radio show on Sirius, uh, oh, Roberts, he, like, oh, he loves that shit, man. He's got the fucking bed sheets with the characters on. Yeah. He's got everything. He's that yeah. guy. He wears wrestling boots on the radio. He doesn't let anybody see it, but he's always got little like yellow Hulk Hogan wrestling boots on when he's doing the radio it's show. Dope, dope. Yeah, he loves them. He loves wrestling boots. What's cool for me is like I got all these pro wrestlers now that are like telling me they're fans and stuff. And it's like, dog, y'all understand. I've been looking up to y'all. Yeah. That's so funny. Is it their presence? Is it like the soap opera of it? What is it? Or is it what they do in the the ring, the acrobatics? Man, I don't know. It's it's just the combination of the, the acting, the athleticism that goes into it. And then the uh, the, the storylines, especially back in the day, man, some of those storylines were great. I, I don't know. It's just like I uh, there's a very like I get why people don't get into it. It is this whole scripted thing. Every the outcomes are always, you know, who people know who's going to win all that stuff. But there back in the day, I feel like there was just something about it. You know, there was 
it, it felt more like it resonated with more people because it felt real. You know, it felt like uh, like especially the Stone Cold era where he he kind of, um, in my opinion, like he resonated with with people that didn't even like wrestling because I think everybody can uh, can kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for can um, relate to him can relate to not liking your boss and being in like keep getting and getting shit on at your job and just like everything piling on top of you and on top of you and then to have a guy say you know what fuck it I'm just I'm a bum I'm gonna go against the system it was it was real easy for everyone to relate to that that was his shtick what was his thing that he, what would he do I, uh, he, I was the whole Colgan era <laughs> <laughs> I, I was Bob Backlund and Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> oh, dude, I love Bob Backlund, the old cross-faced chicken wing. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, Stone Stick was like, he was like, you know, fuck the authority, fuck Vince McMahon. I love that stuff. Oh, that's, wow, that's fucking cool, man. Oh, that's, I, yeah, that's interesting. Funny too, when I first started fighting, like my first seven uh, amateur fights, I walked out to all pro wrestling music. Did oh, my see. very first fight? I walked out to the games theme song, then Shawn Michaels, D Generation X, Stone Cold, The Rock, The Undertaker. They still got WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, that's they still got that, that right? Oh, oh, yeah, every year it's a massive. I remember uh, as a kid, you know? Dude, you know, really, what really sucks is last year before COVID. Xavier Woods uh, was going to have me come out to WrestleMania. He's like in one of the biggest tag teams out right now. Oh, shit. Oh, well, listen, that stuff's about to make a comeback, too. Oh, yeah. Without I, a doubt. I think once I think everything to come back, you know, I think it's uh, that whole new normal could just eat a D. I'm not into that new normal shit. Me, either. you know, I don't like being so far away from my Jimmy. I need to give this guy a hug soon. I know. You know? But although, although I will say I've adapted. <laughs> I've adjusted. <laughs> no, I know what you mean, man. Cause like, I'm just, uh, it's funny. Cause I live in Florida and like, we just, there's, yeah, I don't know. Life hasn't really changed too much, but then coming right. out and like experience or like the tr little bit of traveling I've done during COVID and just seeing like what places around the country are dealing with and the new normal they're having to deal with is ridiculous. Like, the way things are in, in Florida, man, I, I don't even see how any how any citizen of that state could complain. Yeah, sure. it's not not much different than uh, California. I mean, uh, literally the, almost the same results. It's crazy. Like you know, totally opposite approaches and almost the same results. Interesting. Yeah, really crazy. All right, buddy, we have uh, we have uh, uh, Philip Hawes coming on uh, in just a moment. Uh, Phil's never been on before. It'd be his first time here with us. But uh, you know we love you, and I'm uh, looking forward to your fight this Saturday against uh, Drekar Close, man. Always good talking to you. Yeah, Lewis. Always good talking to you guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Jimmy. Appreciate you guys having me on. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. 
the collide of football pads, the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey, Phil, can you hear us? Hey, what's up, brother? How's it going? How are you? Which way to muscle? Which way to muscle beach, Phil? Were you doing push-ups before you got on air just now? I got a couple. Well, listen, man, this is our first time getting to talk to you, man. We we we're interested. We're really excited to get to know you. How are you feeling with uh, the way things have turned around and how well things are going? You got to be happy. Uh, you know, I think on the Contender Series, it was. Uh, it was uh, Julian Marquez, and then you come back and you wind up winning on it's just incredible. So uh, you must feel good about that. Yeah, of course. You know, uh, just having the wins helps you uh, shows you you're on the right track. So I'm just honored and uh, blessed that the UFC gave me the opportunity to reveal my greatness and do what I'm doing. After the loss, how did you how did you handle it? Because I think coming back and winning after a loss is, is so impressive to, to do it like that in the same setting. How, how did you handle that? How did you process that and go, no, I'm going to get back to where I was? Man, I don't know. I just, um, I know I know how great I am. And I knew I had more to show and that showing I had wasn't the best of me. So you just, uh, just like anyone, you, you take a loss and you just come back from it. You learn from it and you there's certain things I was lacking and I was honest about it. And I tried to fill in those gaps. For the people that don't know, Phil, where are you, where are you fighting out of and what team are you repping? Uh, right now I'm in Stanford MMA. It's in Florida. Oh, in Florida. Did you grow up yeah. there in Florida? No, I'm Jersey, Jersey guy, Jersey boy. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Me too. Whereabouts? Uh, North Jersey, uh, Hackensack, Little Ferry. That, that oh area. yeah, no, sure. Sure. Yeah. I, I, from North Brunswick. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I spent a lot of time in, in that area in uh, the early days of my uh, of my job. Now, why Florida? Was it was it the team or did you just was there a place in the country you wanted to be and said, I, I want to be out of the cold? Oh, no, no. Uh, it was the team. Definitely. We have a great group of guys, you know, like Gilbert Burns, uh, Tall Steve. You know, uh, there's so many good guys there. Let me saw. So in the plethora and the coaches, you know, so it was a no brainer. Plus, the cold helps. The cold helps to get out of the cold. Oh, of course. Yeah, it's a great motive. No, no, no one ever says, well, Florida sucks. I got to get back to Jersey in February. Yeah. I don't think anybody's yeah. ever said <laughs> Yeah. What did you get started with, Phil? What was your first discipline? Or was it just MMA in general? No, I, was, uh, I started picking up MMA in college. I was wrestling in college. So when I was at Iowa State, uh, I became a fan of MMA, you know, um, and then uh, just, it just progressed, you know? So, yeah, wrestling was my first, first love. The wrestlers, man, there's something gritty about yeah. the wrestlers where they can make that transition. You know, I don't know if it's yeah. some jujitsu guys, they either they're the tough guys or they're not. But you know, yeah. sometimes they just they could be you know, they get hit and they're like, ah, maybe that's not for me. I'm gonna go back to doing my fucking Dela Hiva guard. But uh, wrestlers <laughs> are fucking running hills, they got logs on their shoulders, they're fucking gritty as, as F. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. As a wrestler, I have to agree with that, of course. Yeah, I just think the discipline and the will. You know, that's instilled with you in wrestling helps a lot. You know, it's super beneficial when it comes to MMA because a lot of guys don't have it. And you seem to understand the value, too. Like uh, your last couple of fights immediately, 
you have somebody backing up against the cage. Like you seem to be very comfortable putting somebody up against the cage, which if you're fighting a wrestler is such a nightmare uh, because you guys are better than anybody. It's smothering somebody on the cage and grinding somebody on the cage. And you didn't even get to that point, but I just noticed how fast you were able to push these guys back up against the cage. Yeah. It's just, um, just that wrestling mindset of attacking and I'm, I'm going to score and I'm going to do my offense, you know, and, being comfortable being hit. I think a lot of people aren't comfortable being hit. Like some people don't like to get hit and then some people really don't like to get hit. And I'm one of the people who don't really mind getting hit. You know, I somewhat enjoy it to an, to a point, you know? You do. Jimmy does too, but not with a, a male. Like it usually with like a, a dominatrix. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want, I don't want anybody hitting me unless she has on a mask. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. We all have our things. We all have our things. Oh, yeah, right? of course. You know, I, I feel that's my version of MMA. Just getting a, yeah, yeah. a good beating from a lady. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Phil, you said, no, this is, we've talked to guys before about this. And I'll tell you, I've never heard of, I never heard anybody have a bad experience talking to a, a, a mental coach. Yeah. I heard yeah. nothing but good things. Everybody we talked to from, well, you referred GSP. It worked for him, you know. Uh, and with other, with other really high level athletes and fighters, how has yeah. that helped you? Man, it's just, um, it puts, it puts everything in the now and not really trying to worry too much about the outcomes and things like that. Uh, for me personally, but it's also the working with the coaches helped me mentally and also my self-discovery. Like I'm also reading books and trying to figure out mindsets from other athletes you know, and so it's not just just the coach. It's a huge focal point of it, but it's also me trying to discover what I who I am as an athlete and trying to figure out mentally what gets me going. Now, is there anything you could uh, steer us in the right direction? I mean, you're picking up Tony Robbins books. There's anything? Yeah, that's- of course, of course. Presses that is like, oh man, this dude, I could, I, this guy's got it down. Or uh, yeah, Tony Robbins, he's got some good stuff out there. Um, man, it's just really. Uh, one thing I can say that will help a lot of people is it, you just put your blinders on and, and pay attention to what you listen to, the type of music you listen to. Uh, make sure you're visualizing, visualizing like yourself performing at your best and knowing that our time is super limited and take every practice like it's a world title practice. Like don't just walk into the door like, OK, I'm clocking in, you know, like know what you're trying to get there to get better at. Know what you're trying to improve. What, what do you want to get? go on there with a schedule, be a schedule. Like it's your job. Like, so, and I think that's what's helped me a lot. Just being more routine and like really focusing on uh, getting better every day. So is it hard? I always have a hard time, but just as a person focusing on something like my mind is all over the place. Like, are, are you good at focusing or is it something you had to make yourself become good at? Uh, uh, man, I think in wrestling, I think that's one of the attributes that wrestling helps you get is the focus. You have that sole focus on, I want to be a national champion. I want to win that world. I want to win a title. So it's easy for us, us wrestlers to translate that to MMA and have our sole focus because you always hear like the best wrestlers that didn't drink, they didn't go out, they didn't do anything, they didn't care about girls. They just wanted to have that sole focus and uh, winning was like air to them. They needed it. So I think uh, that's how, that's, that's my mindset when it comes to fighting. It's funny when you hear about a guy like I, that, that reminded me of uh, when I heard about um, Dan Gable's story, how he was very awkward. And uh, like, and one time he went out on a date and he stayed out late and he didn't feel good in the next day of practice. So he's like, ah, no more dates. <laughs> he yeah, was, yeah. Just, it was, it's crazy. When you, he has such a fascinating story. Like he was really, yeah. 
Yeah, um, with Sister and everything. He's inspiring. He's one of the guys I look to for uh, that motivation and how he how he uh, addresses his sport and how he takes it seriously, you know? that that's I always looked at the guys who did it like that, you know? So You see his doctor? I'm sure you've seen his documentary on him. Or, uh, of doc- course, he's great. Oh, my goodness. And when yeah. we finally had that, his last match and he lost. And yeah. when the way they were talking about it, then he looks up and he was like crying on the podium. Holy... I don't know. It got a little dusty in there. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. A little dust. Allergies. Allergies. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, it was something else. Oh, my goodness. Very yeah. bad. That damn yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, I became a fan after watching that, you know. Yeah. Phil, what else? I could tell. I, I like when all the, the self-help, like, motivation stuff. What else? What else unrelated to MMA is something that we could uh, find out about you? Like, any kind of hobbies? Any kind of series you're watching on Netflix? It could be a different kind of book. What are you into? Uh, uh, not man, training. Not training. What am I into? Honestly, man, I know this life's short. You know, I got like, you know, so many more fights. So I, it's, my sole focus is fighting and becoming a better fighter. But I like I like self-help, you know, like anything to get better as a person, as a human being, you know. So what are you? What are you watching on? What are you are you watching any are you watching any series on Netflix or anything like that? That's the thing. I, I don't I don't watch any series. That's interesting. That's but, good. That's, that's one because they're addictive. You know, you watch one show, then you gotta watch the next one. Then I know my personality and I try to watch a show and I'm trying to trying to kill it, you know? So yeah. I watch movies, I like movies, because you get to do an hour, boom, we're done, you know, onto your life. Um and yeah, so so movies. I'm a big movie fan. I'm a movie buff. I go to movies a lot. Oh man! Now you married, kids, single? What is it? No, just me. Just me. Just living the dream. You know, it's funny. You don't like watching movies. I like watching a series when you binge a series. It's like it feels good while you're doing it, and you feel disgusting. Like why am <laughs> I just? It's like eating cake. Like you want a little slice of cake, and you eat the whole thing. You're like, what the fuck? Like I just, I just. I couldn't stop. It was, it's, you feel so disgusted with your inability to stop. So yeah, movies are probably a better bet. Now, are you watching uh, Marvel? Do you like dramas or what, what is your, what is your uh, genre of choice? Uh, my genre, I like everything, man. Chick flicks. Um, yeah. Surprising. I like chick flicks a lot. I like musicals, kind of lame, but I do. Uh, musicals. I could yeah, never get yeah. into them. I tried. I could never get into musicals. You say West Side Story? West Side Story. That's ready, that's Bill. 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 You pick yeah. it up, and I leave it off. When you're a jet, you're a jet you're all a the jet. way. <laughs> yeah. no, no, Come no. on, Bill. People, <laughs> People are watching this. People are watching what? this. People are watching. No, 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 no. That's important. Okay. Now, wait. What happened? I know that song, Matt. I know that song. What happened? When you're a jet, you're a jet. Yeah. You're a jet all the way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care for that yeah. at all. For a cigarette, what? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't like it. The Sharks and the Jets. Day, uh, I don't yeah. like people that fight with song. He, he's a fan. He's a fan. There you go, my man. <laughs> I, you go. I really thought Phil was going to meet me halfway with that. No. Now, now I'm embarrassed. No, why would you? <laughs> Phil's first time on the show. He doesn't want to sing West no, Side I'm Story. Sorry. I'm, sorry to put, I'm sorry to put you under these hot lips. It's hot. It's hot. It's hot here. No, you know what it is? He does this to the guests because he knows I won't sing with him. I absolutely refuse. So he's always trying to find somebody who will belt out a song with him. And I just absolutely won't do it. He, yeah, wants, yeah. But he likes West Side Story, though. West Side Story is good, of course. All yeah. right, let me ask you this musical. Did you like, I tried to watch it. Uh, what was the one with Russell Crowe? Uh, with uh, Natalie, uh, or not, what was her name? Uh, Hathaway. What's Hathaway's name? Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway, sorry, yes. Uh <laughs> 
The Mandalorian. Not the Mandalorian. Okay. What's the musical they did? Uh, not is it not La Caja Fall? It's uh, fuck. Oh, Les Mis. Thank you, uh, Antonio. Oh uh, no, I didn't see that one. I didn't see that one. I got through ten good? minutes. No, I hate it. I hate when they sing their dialogue. Oh, the thing is over there. Like I just don't like it at all. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. The only musical I ever listened to or liked was West Side Story. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I tried the. You know. But you like. But Phil, you like a rom-com once in a while too, or like a romance. It's funny too, because the guys you'd never expect, but I, yeah, I, I watch movies like that and I get choked up once in a while. I'm like, what am I, what's wrong with me? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's good, it's good. I, I like stuff like that, you know, you gotta break it out. You, you do. Can't be, you know, you can't be kill mode all, all, all the time, so. Balance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah balance. You know, and I bet you don't play video games because you're, you you're a busy man. No, I mean, I'm not that busy, but I don't play video games, same thing. Same thing. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Yeah, you know? yeah. but people I do. Lot, I have a lot of time on my hands. Evidently. No, you can't. You have a bit. You have the school. You have, you have so like so much. I, you gotta do. I like that. Phil just met me. He's trying to make me feel better about myself. Yeah, oh, man. Come on. You have a school. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Phil, it's good. I came to terms with what I am a long time ago. Hundred percent man child, but yeah. uh, we have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the way you've been fighting, I mean, you have a lot of time, too. I mean, literally, uh, you know, 18 seconds, a minute. I mean, there's not a whole lot. of You spend a little bit of time fighting, get the whole rest of the night to enjoy yourself and do what you want to do. You must love getting out of there fast. Uh, Yeah, they don't pay by the hour. So, you know, <laughs> I got to get out of there. It does feel good, though. Once that ref jumps in, once you know it's over, it's like, oh, it's a, it is a fantastic feeling, man. I agree. You know? You got, your guy's trying to do your bodily harm in there. So when mm -hmm. you get him out of there, he's no longer a threat. And that's part of the, it's part of it. It's part when that's done. It's like, all right, my threat is relieved and I won. And it's all, it, then it's yeah. cloud nine. How does yeah. it feel when you, after a stoppage, when you get that win, when you get that victory, could you try to put into words what that feels like? Ah, uh, man. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's really hard. Especially when you visualize so much as I do, it's kind of like, Oh, of course, this was supposed to happen. So it's kind of, you know what I mean? You don't get that, like, after you see a lot of my wins, you don't see me, like, jump up. Or I've never been on top of the cage, you know, with that emotion. Because I visualize so much of the happening, it's kind of like, okay, it, well, this is what I expected to happen. You know, it's kind of like, I feel like um, people get super excited because they're not too sure. You know, there's a lot of animosity. Like, when you wake up in the morning, you don't jump out of bed and you don't start dancing. Like, yes, another day, you know? Totally fucking makes sense. I do cartwheels after I get a knockout because I go, ah, could have been me. Holy, <laughs> shit. Holy shit, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't exactly. as confident as you. I was like, holy fuck. Woo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm not happy when I get up in the morning. When I wake up, I, that's the first thing I do when I get to bed. I jump up and I scream and I wake up the person. I'm like, who are you? You know, start so singing. <laughs> yeah, ask him their name. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, man, you are a really a really exciting fighter to watch. And uh, I mean, you, you know, the people are very, very happy to see you. And uh, obviously this is going to be. Uh, by the way, I wanted to say, too, I love in your last fight watching you close distance. I think what was he six, six? Uh, uh, best I have, I think is how you say his name. He's like six yeah, six, yeah. and you had the, you had longer reach than he did. Watching you throw leg kicks and close distance on that guy was incredibly impressive. Um, maybe he was worried about a takedown because his arms were uh, a little bit low. But watching how fast you got in, I mean, you really didn't seem to care at all that there was a, a I guess about a six inch height difference. Yeah, um, man, just like I said, I, I try to focus on what I'm going to do and not worry too much about what they're going to do. 
Um, and yeah, I think you, that, that was the thing that helped me. You know, as I said in the beginning, people don't like to get hit, but like, I know that's part of the game and I'm going to get hit. So like, okay, hit me and I'm gonna hit you back harder multiple times more. So that that's what you can see, see, really see the transition of Julian Marquez fight to let's say best I have like, uh, the Julian Marquez fight, I was like out of position, trying not to get hit. Whereas this fight was like, all right, let's go. We're going to fight. You know, it's a fight. I'm going to get hit. Just being comfortable being hit. Yeah. And not, and not, uh, yeah, especially, I mean, look, I mean, I mean, Marquez was a kick and you know, that was just one of those things where it, it, the right, you, you don't see a lot of times guys won't throw that because you know the hand is still down and he just caught you at the right moment. I mean, I don't think there's anybody that doesn't get knocked out by that. So you're an exciting fighter, Phil. Uh, love watching you love watching you. And I'm really happy you're on this card. Um, this Thank Saturday you, night against uh, Imavov. So listen, we will talk to you again. I hope you uh, hope you come back on with us. Yeah, see, I watch you all the time. You're awesome. Thank you. I'm gonna come back after my singing. I didn't want to, Jimmy. That was great. Totally, that made me happy. I totally didn't want to break it. I just met him. I just met. I him. understood. I just met the man. I don't want to. I didn't want to just break into song. But when he said he's a fan of West Side Story, Jimmy, could you blame me? Could you? No. No, I, I understood. Thank you. Let's do picks. Okay. Okay. You're, uh, a jet, you're a jet all the way to your first day. You're right to your last dying day. Oh. Anyway, let's go, Jimmy. I love you. I do it just put a smile or a cringe on that face of yours. It always makes me smile. Never a cringe. Now, do you want to start? Where do you want to start? This is a very good card. Uh, Andre Olovsky against uh, Tom Aspinel. Hold on. It's hard for me to read here. Um, Listen. Right. Well, he's 2-0 in the UFC. They're both coming I, off two wins. I mean, Arlovsky has looked good. Uh, I I always pick, for some reason, I always pick against Arlovsky, and he goes... He I makes, know. I know. Tanner Bozer fight. Yeah, I always do, too. He makes me eat my stupid words, and I'm like Popeye, and I'm tied up, and his father's trying to eat him the spinach, and he's like, no, I don't want to... Uh, yucky. No, I don't want to eat the spinach. But I should eat the spinach. I'm going with Arlovsky. It was a horrible, take away that whole. No, no, leave it. Popeye, it had nothing to do with anything. But what I'm trying to say is I'm going with Olaski because I pick against him and he, and I'm not doing that again. All right. So I'm okay. going to take Olaski by decision. I am going to take Aspinal by a second round stoppage. Oh, yeah. Now looking at this guy's record, his last two fights are all knockouts. <laughs> Listen to me. I got to stay. I'm sticking to my guns. You know what I mean? I understand. I've been saying, oh, no, Olaski, you know, he might be a little glass in that chin. He goes, what? Look under this beard. Look, do you see any glass in that motherfucker? <laughs> There's not. He's got, he might have put an iron plate in there because he's yeah. back. I'm going to say he's going to win a decision. He's going to teach okay. this 40-year-old, this two-year-old is going to teach this young 27-year-old. He's going to say, listen, you're 2-0 in the UFC. I got fucking almost fucking 40 fights in there. <laughs> he's got a lot of fights. But, um, all right, let's just go with what we're going with. Olaski by decision. Bleh, excuse me. Okay. Uh, Phil Hawes against uh, Nazardine Imavov. Um, uh, Phil Hawes. Now, to get three first-round knockouts, it might be a little unrealistic. Phil, first-round knockout. I cut you off, Jimmy. I cut you off. But that's why, because I think you were going to say it first. I'm going to take him, uh, fill by decision. I like it. You just don't even, you just, whenever I'm yelling, you just keep going. Listen, I, I respect your decision. 
and I respectfully disagree with it because I feel, Jimmy, yes, I feel this is going to be interesting. I'm going to say first round knockout. By okay, Phil. I'm giving Phil a decision. All right, all right, all right. Let's go. Oh, 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 Nick. Oh, Nick. Yell it. Yeah, say it like that. It's fun. Olenek, uh against. Yes. Chris Dawkins. Um, guy, he's 43. I'm going to take as, as much as Olenek is, is, again, such a wow. very tough uh, uh, veteran. I'm going to take Dawkins. Uh, I'm going to give him a first round stoppage. Second round sub for Ola Nick. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I, love, I just want. I love when he gets the does that like naked Ezekiel choke with his glove. It's fucking great. Okay. He does that a lot. He does that more than once. But several times. He did that once when the guy was mounted on him. Choke the guy out when the guy's mounted on him, Jimmy. Yeah, I know. You know how many times that happens? Very rarely. Very rarely. ever. Now, Charlie Rosa against Derek Minner. Um, both Rosa coming off submission wins. Rosa decision. I'm going to say Rosa, third round stoppage. I like your style. Ooh, Catlin Vera. Ursiana. Kuniskaya. Both coming off of uh, decision wins. Kellen Vieira was, was, I believe, 10 and 0, and then she lost to uh, Aldana with that first round knockout. And um, I'm going to take Kellen Vieira, and I'm going to take her. I think she is going to submit Kunitskaya. I'm going to say in the uh, second round. I was going to say the same thing. Okay. I'm going to say submission in the first round. All right. <gasps> Dun, 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 All right, Curtis Blades versus Derek Lewis. This is such a Jimmy. Yes. I know. <sighs> I, I listen now. I'm I'm going to go with Curtis Blades, and you know I'm a big fan of Derek Lewis. I know you are. I I like Derek Lewis. He's gonna understand. Uh, I have to go with Curtis Blades. I feel the wrestling will be the difference. And he it's not that he can't punch either, Curtis. People give Curtis a lot of shit. He beat, he just beat Volkov. And yeah. Volkov just looked like a monster of his ovary. Now, you know, uh, Derek Lewis beat Volkov too, but he was losing that fight until that one punch changed it. He always has the power to end it with that punch. Yes, he so, does. I mean, uh, but I feel Curtis will be like suffocating him. I think he will be glued to him. And I think, and I, people gave Curtis a lot of shit for that because he got tired with that fight with Volkov. I understand, but I think he's going to learn from that and learn to pace himself better. And I, I, and he's still out maneuvering. He was still out grappling him. Yep. And that's doing that with a six foot six giant. How tall is he? I'm guessing six six. I guess. Uh six seven. Uh, Volkov. Yeah, I, I think uh, Volkov is uh, six seven. I could literally rest his sack on my head. <laughs> Sorry, I could teabag me standing up. Just anyway, be normal, Jimmy. What are you going with? 
I, I, I'm, I'll tell you from what round and whatnot. What what round? (laughs) You're making me say my whole fucking kitten caboodle. I'm saying this. Uh, Third round stoppage, Curtis Blades. Well, now you're making it awkward because you're just staring. Fuck, I don't know. Because again, Jimmy, Jimmy, I mean, we I went on the sofa. I went, I went, not even invited. I remember where you live, and I ring you a bit. Man, what are you? I just want a hug. I wash my hands first. Third round stoppage, Lewis. <laughs> Derek Lewis, third round stoppage. Ignore what I'm saying, Jimmy. Like you are, you're doing the, you're being, you're doing the right thing by ignoring. I was just saying, would it be silly if I took a ride to the city just to see you and I got a hug and get a hug? Would that be no? Weird? It's perfect. That, that, you're doing the best thing. Just go with what I'm saying just so we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, what did you say? Because I totally ignored it. Lewis, I'm- third round stoppage. Oh, you said the same thing as me. It's the exact opposite. Yeah, I think Lewis. Uh, again, uh, not that Curtis uh, can't submit him, but I just think Derek Lewis, uh, he's looked really solid. I'm going to take Lewis. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Now, you know, it's. I'm not going to talk to you for a little bit. Maybe we'll take a little I know. But uh, this was a fun show, you know, got to know, you know, uh, Phil yeah. a little bit. That was fun. You know, Lewis Pena is always a good time. Always a good time. Yeah. Know? And most importantly, I got to see you. We got to talk. That's all that matters. That's it, Jimmy. All right, all right listen to me. Uh, do me a favor, Jimmy. Yep. I'm going to tell the producers to write this down also. Let's get some of your comedian buddies on again. I have fun. I'd love to. Let's get Voss on next week. Bobby, Let's anytime. Voss on again. Voss is love fun. To. I don't mind getting attacked by him, you know? No, he's great. He's the best. Every little man, I like him. Uh, yeah, let's get some of your buddies on. And then maybe I'll, I only have one buddy or two. Maybe we'll get uh, Dean Thomas on again. Awesome. <laughs> All right, Jimmy. I'll talk. Uh, anything you want to plug, brother? Um, no, I'm good. Go to uh, cameo.com, Jim Norton, if you want a cameo. I do cameos also. I love them. Matt Sarah cameo. Okay. Matt Sarah BJJ on Instagram. I don't know why I'm saying that. Well, people should go there. All right, Jimmy. I'll talk to you soon, brother. See you, pal. See you soon, okay? Bye, Jimmy. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.